Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to our very first episode of Multigenerational Living, Living Together Through the Ages. I'm Daniel, your guide through this captivating exploration of how and why families come together under one roof, spanning different age brackets. In today's bustling, ever-changing world, the way we choose to live and whom we choose to live with can vary greatly. But one arrangement, both ancient and making modern comeback, is the subject of our podcast series, Multigenerational Living. Now, if you're wondering what exactly is multigenerational living, let's break it down and its core. Multigenerational living refers to households where three or more generations reside together. Think grandparents, parents, kids, and sometimes even grandparents, all sharing the same space meals, memories, and moments. In the coming episode, we'll be diving deep into many facets of living arrangement, the history, the joys, the challenges, the economics, and so much more. We will talk to professionals in the field and people that have been experiencing this style of living firsthand and will leave no stone unturned in this fascinating subject. We will trace its rise, understanding how it was once the norm, moved to the background, and now making notable return in many societies. So whether you live in such a setup, or considering it, or just curious about its dynamics, stick around. Together we'll explore the world of multi-generational home, a testament to family ties, resilience, and beauty of shared experiences. As we dive into the essence of multi-generation living, it's crucial to understand its historical roots. It is not a new concept, but rather one deeply entrenched in the annals of human history. You might think this sounds like a modern trend, but in truth, this setup was the norm in ancient times across the world. In many traditional societies, it was quite common for families to live in communal spaces. This was not just out of necessity, but also due to social and cultural norms. In these settings, the elderly were reversed source of wisdom and played a crucial role in upbringing the impairing traditions, while the younger generation provided support and took on external responsibilities. There are many examples across cultures, from extended family in African tribe settings to joint families in Asian cultures where shared courtyards and communal kitchens were centered of daily life. In many cultures globally, the concept of community was and remains broader than just immediate family, fostering a sense of shared responsibility for every member well-being. Let's touch a few examples. Chinese family. Traditional Chinese household often consisted of several generations living under one roof. This was influenced by Confucian ideals that emphasized respect for elders and the importance of family. These multi-generational households were organized hierarchically, with the eldest male typically being the head of the household. The family's living arrangement facilitated the transfer of customs, values, and traditions from one generation to the next. Indian joint families. In India, the joint family system was prevalent model. The system sees extended family members spanning multiple generations living together. 
The head of the family is usually the eldest man, and family decisions are often made collectively. The joint family system has been praised for support network it provides, especially in terms of child care and elder care. Native American tribes, many indigenous tribes in North America traditionally lived in communal settings where multiple generations shared dwellings. Such arrangement allowed for the sharing of resources, responsibilities, and knowledge. Elders were reserved as carriers of wisdom and tradition, playing a crucial role in upbringing the younger generation. Italian family. In Italy, it has been quite common for multiple generations to live together, especially in southern regions. Familial ties are strong and customary for children to stay home until they're married, and often even after. This close-knit family system ensures that grandparents, parents, and children maintain tight bonds, providing mutual support both emotionally and financially. Polynesian societies. In many Polynesian cultures, Ohana, the family, plays a central role. In Hawaii, for example, extended family traditionally live together in clusters of structures, each serving a different purpose. Elders held positions of respect, offering guidance to the younger members while everyone contributed to the community's well-being. Across these societies, multi-generational living not only made economical and logistical sense, but also had profound cultural and emotional significance. While modernization has influenced family structure globally, traces of this traditional living arrangement still persist and in some cases are seeing resurgence. However, as with all things, change was inevitable as we moved into the modern age, particularly with the onset of the Industrial Revolution, there was seismic shift in how families lived. Now, why did this happen? The Industrial Revolution brought about urbanization and rapid technological advancement. This meant jobs in factories, offices, and hubs of commerce. Young adults began migrating to urban centers in search of these opportunities, leaving behind the communal family home and their ancestor. The West, especially, saw a strong pivot towards the nuclear family model. A unit consists of just parents and their immediate children became the ideal. Factors like housing design began to favor smaller, compartmentalized units over sprawling communal spaces and societal values that began to emphasize independence and self-reliance further accelerated this trend. But, but while the nuclear family might have become a prevalent model, especially in Western society, post-industrial revolution, the essence of multi-generation living never disappeared entirely. It was still around, sometimes of necessity and sometimes out of choice. As we journey further in our series, we'll explore how this ancient way of living, making resurgence and merits reasons behind it. But for now, let's appreciate the rich tapestry of history that frames our understanding of family and home. So let's explore reasons behind the decline of multi-generation household, especially in the West. 
as history evolved, so did our living arrangement. First and foremost, let's talk about the urbanization, the magnetism of cities uh, with their gleaming opportunities and promises of better life led to massive influx of people during the 20th century. With the Industrial Revolution at its peak, jobs were not in the countryside with the agriculture rhythm of seasons, but in factories, offices, and industries in urban areas. This migration often meant leaving behind the expansive familial homes in rural area and adapting to smaller, compatrialized cities' dwellings. Space became a premium, and the sprawling household of yesterday's were not feasible. <clears throat> this brings us to our next point, the economic prosperity post-World War II. As nations rebuild, economics boomed, leading to rising incomes. With more money in their pockets, many saw the dream of owning individual homes. This newfound financial independence meant that younger generation did not necessarily need to rely on the collective family unit for economic support. The appeal of having one's own space, even if it was smaller, became a symbol of success and achievement. Hand in hand with economics came the shift in social values. The post-war era saw a strong emphasis on individualism and independence. There was a social push towards forming nuclear family, just parents and their children. It was seen as a break from tradition, a mark of modernity. And as media evolved, this ideal was perpetuated through television show, advertisement, and films further ingraining the nuclear family as the norm. Lastly, and crucially, we can't overlook the role of housing policies. In many Western countries, post-war policies and incentives favor the construction and the purchase of single-family home. Suburban sprawl began to define landscapes with houses designed for nuclear families, not expansive, multi-generational ones. Tax incentive, mortgage structure, and urban planning all subtly but surely nudged family towards this new living model. While these factors led to a decline in multi-generational living in many parts of the world, it's worth nothing that the essence of multi-generational household never vanished completely. When we journey across the world examining culture tapestry that influences and shape the concept of multi-generational living, as soon you'll discover the way we live with family is often a reflection of deep-rooted culture, values, and beliefs. First, let's head to Asia. Countries like India and China and the Philippines have rich history of multi-generational home, as we previously discussed. Here, the concept of family transcends just the immediate nuclear unit. Elders, with their wealth of experience and wisdom, are revered. Familial duty and respect for one's ancestor play paramount role. In many Asian cultures, the idea of sending elderly people to care home is unthinkable. It's the family duty to care of them at home. Moreover, the family home is often seized as shared asset, passed down through generation. Journeying up further to Latin America, the sense of familia 
is powerful. But it in Mexico, Brazil, or Argentina, the family in the cornerstone of society, large family gatherings, shared responsibilities, and interconnected lives define the rhythm of life here. The communal spirit extends to living arrangements with grandparents, parents, and children often sharing homes, meals, and daily rituals. In the Middle East, the narrative is similar. The culture of religious fabric emphasizes family bonds, respect the elders, and share responsibilities. In countries like Saudi Arabia or Jordan, it's common for siblings, along with their respective families, to live together in houses or even shared compounds, fostering a deep sense of community. Contrasting this, much of the Western world, particularly North America and parts of Europe, places a strong emphasis on independence and individualism. The culture narrative often celebrates the idea of striking out on one's own. It isn't to say that family isn't value, but the expression of that value differs. Moving out for college or work, establishing an independent household, and prioritizing nuclear family units are common aspiration. Yet, as we've discussed in previous segments, even here, the tide is shifting, with economic and social pressure nudging family back together. In essence, while cultures around the world have unique expressions and practices, the underlying theme is universal. Family matters. How we choose to live with our family, be it a close-knit multi-generational home or independent unit, is a reflection of cultural values, economic realities, and personal choices. To conclude this episode in a glance of a history, we see 500 years. In the past 500 years, multi-generational homes were the norm. It's only in the recent 100 years, primarily in the West, that there has been a shift away from this. However, in numerous cultures, this living arrangement has remained intact. In our current era, many are forging careers remotely, eliminating the needs to reside in major cities. Coupled with soaring cost of living and social issues like increasing loneliness, a search for meaning and other symptoms of social deprivation, there is a clear resurgence of multi-generation living trends. It just seems that it's swinging back in its favor. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and hope you can join me next week uh, to the rising of multi-generation living in our times. Thank you and have a great day.